Welcome to Support Up Simplified, where we interview thought leaders in the great field of customer support operations to provide you with actionable insights from the brightest minds in the industry. And now, your host, Sid Bumbani, CEO of Sumati. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Support Operations Simplified. Um, and we have today with us Brittany Naylor. Um, welcome, Brittany. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, Brittany is the manager of customer support at uh, Evernote um, at the moment, uh, but she's had a, a great, rich uh, experience uh, getting to this point. So, Brittany, how about you introduce yourself and, and kind of lead us to uh, how you got to your current role and, and some of the things you've done in the past. Yeah, thank you. Um, so essentially, I have been in customer support, customer experience for the past um, you know over eight years now. I got my start working at Apple Retail just out of college. And um, I I was just so inspired and amazed at how much effort Apple puts into their customers and their experience and learning how even down to the littlest detail is so thought through, like they time how long it takes a box of a new product to open to build that anticipation before you see the new product, you have it in your hands uh, to the way that you peel the plastic off to the look and feel of the (laughs) store and what the employees are wearing it just it 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 was all in the details, uh, and that's really you know why I I've loved Apple for the longest time to begin with. So it was really exciting to get to start my career there. Um, prior to that, working all throughout college, I worked at a hotel, and so I think that that's probably what built my deep deep love um, for customers in general, beginning with hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Apple for four years. I started out part-time retail sales and ended uh, my career after being a genius at the retail store doing um, technical support. I went into Apple Care mm-hmm. and did uh, you know support over the phone uh, for customers, uh, being like the second line of support, so tier two, and that was amazing. It was an incredible experience. It really you know taught me a lot about what to do and how to do it and how to teach others how to, you know, be good to customers. And uh, an opportunity kind of came to me to move over to a company called Service Direct. Um, They were a small startup. Mm -hmm. At the time, there were four employees. The president of the company was doing customer support. (laughs) And by (laughs) customer support, I mean, there was like a form on a website uh, that the customer would fill out, but it was essentially an email, and there were there was no tracking, there was no metrics, nobody yeah. knew. So it was it was basically like a press here in case of fire button. Yep, essentially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, there were no, there was not an FAQ or help documents. It, it was kind of all over the place. And um, what Service Direct does is they do uh, online marketing and advertising for local home service businesses. So they essentially advertise for plumbers, electricians, that type of thing. So uh, the clientele was a lot different than the Apple clientele. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they loved my experience at Apple and brought me on as employee number five. 
from there, I just kind of spearheaded support functions. I wore several hats during my time at Service Direct. I handled everything from social media to office management. Um, I really saw a lot of explosive growth at the company. And I, I built my team up to eight people before I left. Uh, and ultimately, I think my favorite thing was just kind of getting to... It was like opening a brand new little tub of Play-Doh. I got to build whatever <laughs> I wanted, you know? Yeah. And everybody was very agreeable. So it was an excellent, excellent experience and a great start to my career. I recently did move to Evernote. I've been here now for three months. I made the switch because I am in awe of what Evernote is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have kind of forgotten about Evernote. Uh, it's it's not as uh, pertinent of a tool or an app as people used to use anymore. And Evernote has acknowledged that. And they've spent the last year, all of 2019, um, they took their foot off the gas pedal. They've not had a year of growth. And they were just focusing on rebuilding the foundation of the company. Okay. And um, that started with creating committees dedicated to certain projects or aspects of the company like monetization and growth or, um, you know, like the different profile aspects of a customer and marketing and things. And they put a support leader on every single committee to speak to the voice of the customer. Okay. Hearing that really, it, it was so inspiring to me because I think that's what every company should be doing. And so that's what brought me here. And that's what I'm doing now. That is such a fascinating story. So you've you've gone from working pretty much at every level, starting from guest services and hospitality to level one, level two tech support to managing a team to creating one from the ground up, and and now at Evernote. Um, I guess one one thing that I'm I'm really interested in is how was the experience um, at Apple when you were helping customers uh, with their with their technical issues on their on their devices in person versus over the phone did, did you find a, a huge difference in the way you interacted or um, how people kind of went about things absolutely I would say that the biggest challenge for me was changing my empathy mm-hmm. so you know if you could see my face right now I'm a very expressive person I'm Italian so I talk with my hands a whole bunch. <laughs> Um, and it was so easy to calm and upset customer in person just because my demeanor is very caring and kind. Um, and over the phone, I really had to kind of work through a lot of new new processes to be able to emphasize yeah. that empathy and that level. Because your bo- body language doesn't come across on the phone, right? So you have to make up for it. Exactly. That didn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still exactly. talk with your hands. Yeah, they just stop me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that uh, the easiest transition was Apple Care has a really great training program. Uh, or back back then, that it was called Here to Help, mm-hmm. and they just really focused on three key things. And once you got really good at that, every phone conversation was easy. Um, It's called the three A's, align, acknowledge, align, and assure. Um, So you're acknowledging the customer's problem. You align with the problem. You you humanize the issue. And you assure them that you're going to do what you can, everything in your power to fix it. 
uh, and it, it's kind of funny because people in Apple always kind of have this joke that, um, you know, we all fall in love with each other. So my husband is also a former Apple employee oh. and <laughs> yeah, even in arguments that we get in, I, I can recognize when he does the three A's on me. He's pulling the book on you. Yeah. He's pulling the book on me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you do the three A's on me. That is um, awesome. It's really an, it's an easy way to de-escalate any issue and, and really humanize and personalize the customer experience. So, well, that's 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 a really good insight. So let's let's switch gears. I'm um, you know with with your uh, stint at Apple, you you learned a lot of these things, and then you went about building a, a team from the ground up at uh, Service Direct. Um, tell us a little bit about how you went about choosing your tech stack? Uh, what were you hiring for? And most importantly, how are you measuring customer experience and, and success on that front? Sure. Um, it was definitely not without its challenges, especially because I was, I was coming into a company that uh, didn't have a lot of emphasis on customer experience at first. Mm -hmm. So most of what I did was just constantly you know, nagging in, in the sea levels ears about what they should be doing and, and what they should change and why mm -hmm. coming with data, uh, was really important, but also hard to come by. So I had to be really scrappy. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it at the beginning was just, um, uh, how I would measure customer experience was literally a sticky note with ticks every time I took a phone call or, or closed an email to know how much I did that day. So you had tallies going. I had tallies going. And that was the very first kind of mark for me to kind of know. Um, but uh, ultimately, I went through a really interesting uh, process there because they were trying to build a, a decent customer support interface for their uh, user admin login, essentially, when the customer logged into their portal, right. there was a help page. So the first thing I did was I wrote up an FAQ and uh, the developers published it on that page, which was great. And that was very helpful. And I definitely think that I did see a decrease in, in customer inquiries. There were just basic questions people always had. Yeah, it was, it was easy to identify those. So the next step was, you know, they wanted to kind of make this a little bit more robust for us, for reporting, for data. And I was really for that. I thought that was great. The issue with that is that the company was still small at the time. So if they were spending dev resources, building me tickets and support forms and tagging and internal notes versus public notes. Yeah, it was coming out of somewhere else. It was coming out of somewhere else. Yeah, they weren't iterating and innovating and shipping new product. They were mm -hmm. just kind of fixing back in stuff. And, and that's essentially what people already did. You know, it was already built by people yeah. like Zendesk and Help Scout. Um, so ultimately, what really opened my eyes to tooling was I went to a customer support conference. And if, if there is anybody out there listening right now that has never been to one, pick one and just go for the first time. <laughs> it is incredibly enlightening. And for me, I felt like I was very green in my career. It was almost overwhelming, like information overload. I right. had no idea there were people out there going through what I was going through 
or that had already done what I am doing currently and could help me. <laughs> yeah. And the beautiful thing about the support and customer experience community in general is that everybody wants to share what they're doing. Yep. It's not like sales, you know, where they're like, they're holding on to their cards and don't want to share their secrets. <laughs> exactly. There's so many forums and now there's groups all over Slack. You know, you can join any Slack group uh, to talk about customer support or experience. Um, but that's ultimately where it started. So after I left that conference, I started doing a lot of research. I used tools like Captera and G2 Crowd to kind of hone in on product-specific features that were important to me and user reviews. And then I just started doing demos. I demoed everything under the sun for about six months. And I built a little technology evaluation tool to kind of help me understand what my priorities were. So I didn't lose sight of a really cool tool, but it was missing a critical free feature that I really needed. And so ultimately, that ended up with me uh, choosing Help Scout. Help Scout really met the needs of the business at the price that they needed as well. Mm-hmm. So um, implementing that was relatively easy as well. It's, it's more of an email interface than, a, than an actual installed support tool. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I joke around that it was the best best birthday present I ever got because <laughs> they yeah they we, it went live on my birthday two years ago and and that was amazing. <laughs> uh, I saw huge, drastic decrease in ticket volume. We went from we we had been sending out a little survey monkey uh, customer satisfaction yep. survey after every ticket. And the team was at like a 20. And after the first month of being on Health Scout, we raised that up to a 60. Okay. Customers were just happy. They had a nicer tool, a better interface, better way to browse and search a knowledge base. It was it was the perfect solution. So, I mean, it definitely started out scrappy and small and took a lot of time and work to get it to where it is today. That's that's a really interesting story to me because, you know, while while we all kind of look back and say, oh, you know, we started off in this really like scrappy way. If you think about it, it has all the makings of what you would normally do to put a solution in place to solve a problem. You first do it in a way that's very manual, not scalable. Uh, make sure you kind of get all the pieces right and then go about finding a way to automate it, right? So I think you did exactly the right things. Um, the scale is what, you know, changes from one place to another in terms of how you would go about starting off and where you would end up. Don't you think? Absolutely. Interesting. Um, so let's let's switch gears again. Um, so now with Evernote, I mean, we know they're, they're a huge company. Um What's the customer experience like over there? And and how you know the the fact that they value the voice of the customer so much that they have a, a seat on the board uh, for for all practical purposes on on each of these discussions uh, for a voice of the customer person. How do they go about making sure they're getting the right um, pieces in? How are they measuring that? What what are some of the things you're learning over here that are opening your eyes to how a bigger organization handles customer experience? Um, great question. Uh, essentially, I, I think at the root of it, 
Evernote had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just iterating on product for product's sake. They weren't acknowledging customer concerns. They weren't prioritizing, you know, like P2 bug fixes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's not that critical. Um, <laughs> and I'm in the middle of building this new product. So I'm going to focus on that. So I think when 2018 really came to a close, Evernote <clears throat> really realized, you know, they went too far too fast and kind of forgot where they came from. So part of that was acknowledging as a company, the CEO, he said it, we're not listening to our customers. Who talks to the customers the most? Who knows the customers the most? The customer support team, customer experience team, the customer success team, the technical support team. We have a lot of people on staff talking to customers every day. Why aren't we listening to them? So that's what really kind of started the initiative Evernote has called Fix the Basics. And they broke it out into six core, what they call zones or committees. It's essentially um, a project manager, a product marketing manager, lead engineer, and a um, lead designer and Mm -hmm. a customer representative. So So all aspects of the business are, are represented there. Yep. We meet weekly when um, a a great example right now is Evernote is working on, um, you know, now that we have fixed the basics and we're about to ship the basics and the beginning of the new year, uh, the focus is it's time to, you know, uh, build on the basics, right? Start, start creating something new again. And so part of what my zone, so to speak, is doing is a lot of user testing right now. Okay. And I, I am in every user testing group. I, I'm a fly on the wall. I watch and I listen. And when uh, the leads meet, I get to be in that meeting and I get to give my two cents. I have actually been able to make an impactful change already just based on my observation that other people didn't pick up on. So that's really kind of what Evernote really wanted. Mm. Uh, what's, what's something that's really cool is our director of customer experience, uh, Dewey, he puts together once a month, a voice of the customer, essentially in all hands, everybody okay. in the company is invited to speak. The agenda is super, super cool. It is just basically anybody in the company talking about, um, uh, just what what's going on with the customer? We report to the company on our NPS and our CSAT scores. Okay. Um, different zones in the company get to present how they have built what they built based on customer feedback. Um, Evernote recently started up a very robust customer beta program. So if you're an Evernote user out there and you're really interested in working through bugs and getting to work closely with Evernote on feedback. That's something that, you know, they're really passionate about right now. And yeah, they'll really give you uh, an early access kind of thing, right? Yes, yes. It's, it's yeah. so cool. It's great they're doing that. Um, so, yeah, that that essentially happens once a month, just like an all-hands meeting, okay. which is so cool. So, so the data points for those meetings, you, you mentioned, you know, you're tracking NPS and CSAT. Um, it, you know, when in in the conversations I've had with the recent few guests, um, one of the knocks against NPS is, "Hey, I know 
you know, or it tells me whether people are where they stand in that scale. Um, but we don't know the whys. And it seems like the why is very important in terms of the customer feedback to Evernote. How, how are you guys going about collecting that? The why? Um, really, that kind of just boils down to how we interpret what they need based on the product itself to uh, our technical support team is the one team that manages all of the the escalated bugs essentially okay. customer support team closes everything out except for escalated actual technical issues okay so uh, customer support is level one technical support is level two essentially yes okay technical support works really closely with engineering to report these bugs and these fixes and uh, and work on solutions together. So really, I think that that is where a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff starts. Mm. Uh, they have pretty robust reporting uh, through Zendesk where we can tag and flag problem incidents. Uh, we use that feature pretty heavily where a customer reports a bug another customer reports a bug so we can kind of group them together. And when we right. fix it, you can bulk send a message out to everybody that we fixed it. Yeah. Um, and so those types of things are, are all of it is handed over to the engineering team to be able to make that use case of, of what to prioritize and what to fix. Okay. Interesting. Um, so let's, let's take another uh, kind of view at this. So you've, you've done a lot of work. Um, and, and the company has done a lot of work to kind of turn things around. What is the one thing that you would say is the most recent improvement in customer experience? And how, how did you go about putting that in place? The best thing that we have done in customer experience at Evernote so far is we hired a support data analyst. Okay. Uh, you know, every big company has data teams out there. Mm -hmm. Their priorities are everywhere. And their priorities are to the board, right? So they're looking at all the analytics for the product. And the customer support teams are having to rely on that scrappy data, that those, those scrappy lists of information that, that you can find in, in this reporting. And, and I think that across the board, no matter who you talk to, they're always going to have an issue with reporting that the tool they're using gives them. Of course, always, reporting is not, never enough, right? <laughs> no, and there's always a weird lack of trust in the reporting. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people that use Zendesk and they'll log into Explore and they don't actually trust the number that it says. And I'm that, that always confuses me. I, I guess I'm a very positive and optimistic person. So I'm like, all right, I just go with it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we have... So now we actually have two support data analysts on staff. They are combing through all uh, aspects of customer support, customer success, technical support. They're gathering data uh, and reporting it to the um, CX leadership team to be able to know what to do next. So That's that, fantastic. that impacts... It, it, I mean, it, it impacts every aspect of the business. We now know our capacity planning uh, and workforce management because mm -hmm. we can truly understand and have real insights into what hour of the day are we the busiest? Uh, when, what time of year are we the busiest? Um, what agents are performing better than others. How can we implement 
you know, peer-to-peer coaching uh, to, um, you know, we recently started a, a really cool retention program, which is tricky for a monthly uh, subscription-based software. Um, and we built, uh, we, I had nothing to do with this. I just said, that was cool. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, our, our support data analysts built this incredible learning algorithm that uh, reads through all of our chats looking and picking up chats where customers ask to close their subscription or cancel their subscription and looking for agents who've used specific types of macros to try Mm -hmm. to save the customer. And then it takes all of that information and searches for that customer in our big query, you know, data lake and finds and looks to see if that customer actually was saved. Are they still paying us? Okay. So we can, we now have a report that can go back to every single agent and say, Hey, you saved 200 customers last quarter. And that totaled up to X amount of dollars. It, it's, it's so motivating. It's incredible. It's, it's really powerful to see what we can do when, when we know what we're doing. Interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the thing that I'm, I'm hearing over here is that Evernote has really taken to heart the fact that the gold mine of data that they have is coming from their customer support channels or, or through the conversations the customers are having with the company. Um, and that's one of the things that we talk to our customers a lot. We're saying, you know, you have this gold mine that you need to go leverage um, to be able to figure out what you're doing with your business or how to transform your business. And it seems like that's exactly what you guys are on track to do. Absolutely. That, that's a great way to describe it. It is truly a gold mine. Interesting. So what, what does the future hold? I mean, what, now that you have all of these things in place, what are some of the mid to long-term goals that, that you guys are going after? You know, we're still, we're still kind of planning that out um, and, and kind of figuring out what 2020 will look like for Evernote. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're, we're wrapping up fixing the basics and we're about to ship, um, you know, in Q1 of next year. So it's a little uncharted territory, right? Um, we, we've gone about iterating and fixing and building a product unlike before. So we don't know, is it going to be better or worse? Is it going to have huge customer impact and support implications? Or is our public beta program and our you know, really robust QA team now going to be able to pick out a whole bunch of bugs before the launch. And we don't really see much customer impact. Uh, it's really unclear. Um, I think that it will be interesting to see how everything plays out because right now we're also using um, a BPO called Task Us right now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we rely pretty heavily on them to to kind of cover us and allow us to offer our customers essentially 24 seven ish, uh, support. I say ish because <laughs> we are, there are a couple hours where we actually don't offer support. I, I hear you. We've, we've run call centers in the past and tech support centers and it's always 24 seven ish. Yeah. And there's always that one person that's out there listening today. That's like, it's not actually 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Um, so you gotta like put the asterisk there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you also have to think about, you know, the product improvements that will be done, you know, will that reduce support? 
Will we need to reevaluate how we are outsourcing some of our support right now? Uh, we are turning our attention to building out a better business product with Evernote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Evernote used to have a business support team. And so we're looking into potentially bringing that back and reviving that. Okay. Um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly growing our customer experience um, enablement team. So that's essentially the team we call uh, that handles all of our systems and data. Our support data analyst is on that team. Our uh, content developer, our social media support and forum support team members are kind of all in that area. Right. And they work really closely with marketing as well. So I kind of love that everything just kind of blurs into different departments and, mm-hmm. and customer impact is leaking into every aspect of the company. So I, I expect that that is the direction we will continue to go in and, and really leverage those folks as well. That's that's really interesting. In fact, I was talking to someone yesterday, and um, even even with the way you guys are going, it's almost like the challenge is morphing into from uh, you know measuring something that we knew today, which was customer interactions, to measuring something that we won't have. As in, if you were proactive enough and you did everything right from the get go and reduced customer impact, how do you even measure that if you don't if that doesn't even hit your your radar? Right. Um, And we had a really interesting conversation about that on another podcast that uh, will probably come out one episode before this. So there's a good link going on in um, in the discussions we're having with leaders across um, the support channels and and how support is morphing in general um, as as people kind of take the the plunge into, you know, the future. So I I just thought that was an interesting comparison. Um, One one last question for you, Brittany. you know, you've you've learned a lot. You've you've done a lot over here. You've built things from the ground up. Who is the one person? And I may, and maybe that's not fair. Maybe it's not one person. Maybe it's a team. Um, who who have you learned the most from? Uh, who's the one or multiple mentors that you've had? Um, yeah, that's it's, it's such a deep and wide question for me because I didn't get to where I am today as, as quickly as I did without, you know, so much help. And like I said before, the, the CX community as a whole, everybody is so jazzed to help each other all the time. It's, it's incredible. Such a supportive community to be a part of. Um, I would say that initially, I, I think that the person that's made the biggest impact on my life and my career, um, was my manager at my very first Apple store. He was the store leader. His name is Gene. Um, he is he is hilarious. He is the only top level management I've ever seen on the floor selling like as many iPads on Black Friday as our top <laughs> salesperson. Um, he was always down in the trenches with everybody, and he really preached servant leadership. And he really he really walked his talk. And, you know, I was very lucky to be mentored by him and be able to learn a lot from him throughout my career. Uh, And when I was transitioning to Service Direct, uh, they asked for references. So, of course, I put his name down. And um, I, I, um, you know, I get the job. 
And, you know, my first day of work rolls around and I show up and, you know, they're talking to me and, and they're like, yeah, that gene, that gene guy is hilarious. I was like, why? And he was like, well, we called him to get a reference about you. And he ultimately flipped the conversation into an interview about why service direct would be a good place for you to go. <laughs> and I'm like, how did he turn a reference call into grilling them? That is brilliant. Why, why I should be there. Um, <laughs> and that's just his personality. That's how it's always been. He's out, he's always out there advocating for people. And so really, um, you know, anybody on my team will roll their eyes if I say the word advocate, because that's my, that is my primary goal in life. And I, I think that Gene really instilled that in me, but I advocate for my team and their needs. I advocate for the customers and their needs. I, I think that customer support is customer advocacy. And you see that as uh, a lot of people's job titles now. That's, that's a yep. very trendy thing to do. But morphing into the later time in my career, I think that kind of a broader support group for me that really helped me along the way in going from a little bit more of a scrappy type of support, uh, you know, focus to a little bit more molded and fleshed out and having an understanding of what I'm actually doing um, was a, uh, a Slack group called Support Driven. Right. I've, been yep. really, I've been really active in that group for three years now. I've been to, you know, a bunch of their conferences out in, in Portland and Boston. Yep. And um, they do a mentorship group uh, two times a year called Aspire. It's, it's amazing. And this network is worldwide. There are people in every country, every walk of life. There are, you know, chief customer officers in there. There are tons of customer support reps in there. I mean, it, it just, it spans everything. Uh, and I think that that tool itself really helped impact and, and shape my thinking. Um, and, and I will say one final thing that I have not been lucky to have a lot of strong women leadership in mm-hmm. my career. Uh, and that was probably 75% of why I moved to Evernote um, was to work for Justina. She is our VP of customer experience. Prior to Evernote, she uh, led customer experience at LegalZoom for 15 years she is okay. a powerhouse. She's incredible. She um, advocates for the customers and her her team at every level. And I, you know, she definitely had a reputation that uh, of that. And really, that was what drew me to this job in general was being able to get the opportunity to work and learn from her. And just in the three short months that I've been at Evernote, she's made such an impact on the way that I think and the way that I, you know, approach. Uh, problems and I'm so grateful to be here and working for her as well. So I think that um, you know if, if there was anybody out there looking to grow or or better their career, mm-hmm. I would definitely start in some of these public groups because tons of relationships form out of that, and, and it's it's absolutely amazing and, and so special to me. So absolutely no, and I think that's a very well rounded. Um, answer in terms of the influences 
um, that are meaningful today. Um, I, you know, big shout out to Support Driven. Uh, we've we've been part of them and and work with a lot of people over there. It's a great community, and I think one of the communities that really uh, makes sure that you know um, there is women representation. There's uh, you know people are are making sure that there's enough women leaders for others to look up to. Uh, because to, to your point, you know, that's a challenge in technology we see across the board. And that's something that we, we need to take steps towards making sure that we do something about that. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, you know, great to hear that you've learned a lot uh, from so many people. In fact, we've learned a lot from you, Dre, Brittany, and uh, appreciate all of your insight and experience and, and sharing all of this knowledge uh, with us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And uh you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll be doing much more remarkable things and we'll follow your journey closely at, uh, at Evernote and wherever else your future takes you. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for having me. This has been um, so awesome to get to share and, and talk. And I, I hope that, you know, somebody out there is, is uh, you know, getting as much from this as, you know, I needed a few years ago. So thank, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Support Up Simplify with Sid Bambani of Sumati. Tune in next week for another interview with a customer support operations thought leader.